lot of fire for your fist bump? Well, I want to put that in some historical context for you. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. I won't be undersold. This is the Brian Suits Show. They pinched the cop beaters in uh, Phoenix. Samson, somebody, KTTH, uh, the... Even the Manhattan, the new Soros-funded Manhattan DA is going to uh, is going to assemble a grand jury, try to get out of that uh, that duty um, for these chaps. Uh, so anyway, there there's a pixelated picture, and that's what I don't get because uh, they're not minors. But anyway, these are the the guys, the Venezuelan crime crew. That beat up the cops in in uh, Times Square, and then after they just walked out without bail, uh, they got on a bus from some Catholic charity and started heading west. And so, guess what? The um, border patrol gets a vote and right to jail. And so, New York issued a new arrest warrant for these are guys that were in custody. Walked out, so now they can be rearrested or uh, something. You write to jail. And, and in the the space between approximately ten minutes after six a.m., the first airing of the morning montage, and now the morning montage is now obsolete. By the way, and uh, more more on that here in just a second. But good morning. He- heads up, Renton. Daddy's coming. And first of all, it's not the FAA's job to look over your shoulder. Well, okay, it kind of is uh, when it comes to, like, pilot certification and stuff like that. But not manufacturing. And you're supposed to present a certified, you know, an aircraft that uh, has uh, been been type certified. And that's a, it's a lengthy process to, you know, if you put a tweak on a 737 and call it Mix or Max or Sir Max-a-Lot or whatever, you have to get a type certification. And it's not their job to sit there and watch, you know, Sparky in Wichita put the incorrectly drilled holes there. But anyway, the head of the FAA has been in front of uh, Congress this morning, uh, Administrator Alexander, and he looks like a thoroughly competent chap. And he's got news for you Renton folks. Lawmakers have been grilling the head of the FAA for about a half an hour now about a whole host of issues. But most relevant to flyers is the situation at Boeing. The FAA, of course. Yeah, I'm going to get a handle on that situation. By the way, it's Sam 770 KTTH Brian Suits here, hour number three of the Brian Suits show. Um, and uh, so, so I bet I piqued your interest. Uh, Greg, about the morning montage being obsolete now. I can't wait. To wait hear the till payoff. you hear this. I mean, what 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 a what a difference it is to be in the Pacific time zone. But anyway, back to the fun that's going to be happening in Renton is the agency that's tasked with the oversight of Boeing. Forward, we will have more boots on the ground, closely scrutinizing and monitoring production and manufacturing activities. Let me stress: the safety of the flying public is our mission. And by the way, the two airlines that fly those 737 MAX 9s, that's Alaska and United, say that almost all of those planes are back in the skies after they were grounded. And But they just won't be buying anymore. So anyway, there's your joy kill. There's your buzz kill. Uh, those FAA, uh, you know, it's like having an auditor uh, around the office or something or any anyone from our parent company coming around, making us do mandatory fun or mandatory PowerPoint or, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, but that that's the thing that Boeing's been saying is what's well, not what we do. We don't walk up and down an assembly line. 
and say, "Are you gonna gonna tighten that frenulator? Are you gonna are you gonna wire down that locking bolt?" That's that's not their gig. That's Boeing's gig to have those people that do that, and and will help you adjust. You know, bring bring the uh, bring the thirty eight. Uh, inch uh, torque wrench for that frenulator. You know, you're not even using the right torque wrench or something. Or what's name machine tool? Brody handled whole hog. Go get the Brody. You know, th- those those holes are drilled in the wrong place. Get the Brody handled whole hog uh, here. So now you're that's what that's what you've earned. And uh, because this reflects on the FAA as well. So now you have angry FAA guys looking over your shoulder in Renton. And because nothing ever happens to those fancy Dan's up at Everett, there's going to be uh, look out for uh, for for uh, softball. Uh, softball. The rivalry's take coming out on the uh, the diamond. And you can sit on this plane and you can die with them or not. Have her. I'm not going to. Have her come and do that. Have, her, have a little. Have a few pops. At and, least submit a resume. Yeah. Well. The so-called border bill may be dead on arrival as of uh, right now. Um, and so, you know, you know your bipartisan bill is in bad shape when the guy who's the front man says he's a no vote um, on it. And why would that be? But, but, but wait, it cuts down on the number of people. It's, it's the most it's the most it's the most stringent bill you're going to get. But you're just a slave of Trump um, because it's a good campaign issue. But it it is a great campaign issue because it's a real problem. It's it's an own goal of the Biden administration's own making. And but that's okay though; they're going to fix it. It'll look at all, look at all these fixes. Um, there's the one fix where if the weekly average of illegal crossings reaches five thousand over five days. Um, the president can authorize an emergency shutdown of the border. And then you're saying, well, why not just do that now and work from there? Oh, well, never mind. That's not in the bill. Well, who are you counting? What you, You're counting. So any illegal crossing, you get to 5,000 per day, and that's an emergency, uh, and you can shut down the border. Well, uh, only if they're, if, they're, if they're coming from contiguous countries, citizens of contiguous countries. Well, what does that mean? Canada or Mexico? Okay, wait, what? Yeah, it's in the bill. Okay, well, read the bill. Okay, well, I read the bill. That's in the bill. Um, and when you shut down the border, then when if people still cross, you can deport them nearly immediately. Well, not if they make it 100 miles into the United States or have been here for 14 days. Wait, what? So you can be 101 miles or 99 miles for 14 days? Uh, yeah, read the bill. Okay, I, I did. So anyway... Now that we've had uh, 36 hours to to read the uh, the uh, son of a sea biscuit, um, even James Langford, um, as of well, I guess what 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern, right? Nine, yeah, okay, 11 a.m. Eastern. Here's your Republican bipartisan sponsor. Uh, on that James deal. Lankford, the lead GOP negotiator on this, told me it is clear that the majority of the conference is not ready to vote on this thing, but that there is still interest in adding real amendments and shaping into something perhaps that they can stomach. He insists, though, the bill is not dead. I, I love that he he admits adding real amendments, that, that he challenged everybody. He poked your nose and said, you know, read the bill. 
I mean, you know, seriously, read the Bill uh, Clown Show. Read the Bill Boomer. And the, the, he did that. That was a uh, a Biden talking point to tell him to read the bill. Well, that worked Sunday night till they release a bill. And then you can read the bill. And... Uh, but but suddenly the conference is not ready to vote on this thing, but that there is still interest in adding real amendments and shaping into something perhaps that they can stomach. He insists, though, the bill is not dead, but it looks like he may also vote no tomorrow just for the sake of party unity. Wah, 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 and the sake of partying. Um, and so you, you heard that. So that's done. That's. Uh, so so I um, and and they're and they're going to try the the White House. You you hear, you hear the pride. You hear them float a narrative in the morning on MSNBC and CNN. Um, you'll hear it from Corrine Jean Pierre later on today, that Republicans have been posturing and having press conferences, and they get the strongest bill they're going to get, and they blow it up because Trump said to blow it up, you know, or or whatever. When um, when you know the answer is well, they read it. And I mean, granted, I, I hadn't read it till Sunday night, spent yesterday reading it and saw a great take apart by a Republican from North Carolina. And I, I, I tweeted it. You can you can check 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 out his work. It's it, it, it I mean, it literally it, it's not a case of something's better than nothing uh, because this uh, shut down the border thing. And when when. Uh, uh, when what's his name? When Langford said that's not what it says at all. Boy, he was right on that one. And the president can only authorize that emergency shutdown at the border for 45 calendar days per year. So it's not like oh crap, we're you know we're 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 in the in the clover here. Let's uh, I know that's a good thing. But anyway, so anyway, uh, so it's gone. It's it's dead. And Trump wants to get just right to the debates uh, on this. He didn't want to mess around with any of the primary foreplay on, on this. Just And the problem is Nikki Haley is making a lot of money. She's making more money, uh, more campaign contributions now than she, I mean, remember, she started with nothing. And so there's a lot of establishment money behind her now because they're they're still terrified of Trump. But she is wasting her time, and for the the upcoming Nevada uh, primary, she's wasting her time. And Trump on Dan Bongino yesterday just said uh, enough. I'd like to yeah. go for immediately debates. I'd like to debate them now because we should debate. We should debate for the good of the country. So I will officially on your show. And he said a uh, challenge, uh, you know, Biden. And so the that got to Biden, and this is what they are terrified of: is that if if there are, oh, uh, by the way. On a, a, what would you put the odds? You're a former card counter. What would you put the odds that Biden is the actual candidate? Once a card counter, always a card counter. I'd put it at sixty-eight percent at this point. What about you? I would. I, I'm still fifty-fifty. I, I oh. still. They can't believe they're running him. He wasn't supposed to be running. He can't believe he's running. I, I think something has got to be. In, in the works because he's not going to get better between now and October. You're going to enter a problem. Yeah. Uh, so when Biden was told when he was asked by uh, an hour later, he, of course, he's getting dessert. He's getting ice cream or some something with a straw in it. 
And I did, after hearing back several times, I did catch he, he this is his his witty uh, repost to a uh, one reporter asked him, Trump has challenged you immediately to a debate. Then another one, because he doesn't actually hear it. He goes, ha, 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 ha. He just laughs. He, he didn't actually hear it or react. Then another reporter has to repeat the question, and then uh, he he nails him. He doesn't catch it. Then someone repeats, he wants to debate you immediately. If I were him, I'd want him to debate me too. He got nothing else to do. I, I went like three times that he said he might want to debate me too. About Korea. I, I mean, what did he think he heard? That he wants to debate someone named immediately? He wants to debate immediately. Or, or, I, 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 I'll give him this. Maybe he, maybe it's kind of noisy. Maybe he thought they said Nikki Haley. But he's answering. He's and 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 he says he might want to debate me too because he's got nothing else to do. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he misheard. And and heard immediately as Nikki Haley. Okay, he just repeated it. My mind's going blank now. This makes no sense then. If I were him, I'd want him to debate me too. You got nothing else to do. <laughs> President Biden. And then listen to all the leg humpers uh, laugh at that. And I mean, you're and that's the thing. You're supposed to be a reporter supposed to be objective and i know you you want him to pick you on for a question but you got nothing else to do <laughs> president biden responding to donald trump's claim he wants so there you go um and uh, that'll that'll get him that'll that'll uh, tweak him okay so um i think i think it's a done deal that taylor swift will be at the super bowl the over under yesterday uh, from certain prop bet betting lines was that the TV would show her five and a half times. And I think the the over on that is a done deal. They're going to go to her every chance they get because of the conspiracy. But the new one is length of national anthem. So Reba McIntyre, the alleged country singer Reba McIntyre, over a minute 30. Over under a minute 30. Easy oh, over. over. Way Easy over. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they always, when you're in that spotlight... You add syllables, you know, and the whole thing. The best national anthem ever was Just Under a Minute by Neil Diamond in, I want to say, 1989 in the Rose Bowl. <clears throat> He's trotting out to the stage. The guy says, ladies and gentlemen, recording legend, Neil Diamond, to honor America, recording legend, Neil Diamond. And when he says Diamond, Neil Diamond has, has run up the stairs to the stage. He, he trots out of the field and he goes, bup, 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 bup. the limo is still idling at the Rose Bowl. He goes to the mic and he cranks out the Star Spangled Banner in 59 seconds. It's brilliant. And then he trots back down the stairs, gets back into the limo, and finishes his mojito on his way back to Brentwood. It was, I'll, I, I've tweeted it out several times. I've brought it up. I'll, I'll uh, tweet it out again. I think, I don't think since Whitney Houston, the next year, because I think, yeah, Diamond was 90. It was the year before that uh, Saddam Hussein chap uh, invaded Poland. Ever since Whitney Houston, it becomes a showcase. 
Because mm-hmm. I think that famous emotional national anthem uh, that she did in, in 91, I, I think she broke two minutes with that thing. Was that? Uh, Longer than the Fort Battle of Fort McHenry. But it was right alongside the first Iraq war, right? Was that one of the reasons it's, it became so iconic? It's when we kicked it off. We were playing it on loudspeakers as we kicked Saddam right in the crotch to get out of Poland. Yeah, we, you know, we were, it was, it was forced, uh, Frivolity. We, you know, we all woke up at three a.m. and we got a, a non-alcoholic beer and all that. And uh, but I mean that thing was long because we heard, you know, you heard it to death. I think Reba can can beat a minute thirty. I think I think that's an easy one. Oh, what do you mean Taylor Swift conspiracy? Well, just listen to San Francisco 49er unlikely quarterback Brock Purdy. Uh, on 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 this one, and and tell me that that they haven't arranged that the 49ers win, or have they? If it comes down to it, Brock, and it's late in the fourth quarter, are you prepared to disappoint Taylor Swift? Yes. Meaning that he'll do a Joe Montana and become a billionaire and by smell, s- selling pot and do a do a uh, come from behind Super Bowl win here to before. Um, but uh, but if Roger Goodell has his way, the the Chiefs will win. Kelsey will be the MVP. By the way, Christian McCaffrey's going to be the MVP. Oh, that's who your money's on. Yeah. I think that's all, a pretty safe bet. All the smart money's on Christian McCaffrey uh, on that one. Um, Just limited to what we have seen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so um, Goodell is denying a conspiracy theory, like the conspiracy, like the conspirator would, wouldn't he? I don't think I'm that good a scripter um, or anybody on our staff. I, I, I think it's, you know, I listen. There is no way that I could have scripted that one. Let's just put it that way. But she is, um, or anybody in our office, she's she's a remarkable performer. She knows great entertainment. And I edited this way down, but would you spend, he, it was a two-minute denial, like deniers do, a two-minute denial. So me thinks he doth denial too much um, on, on that one. And so uh, where I saved that, you know, uh, the line forms here with, uh, it, it is Black History Month, and where? Oh, here we go. You, oh, I see what the problem is. You titled it "Golden Oldie." This was sixty minutes interview with Morgan Freeman in two thousand five, and I, I've heard this expressed uh, by by people who are the object of Black uh, Black History Month, and so Black History Month. Morgan Freeman. Uh, do you even have to say his name? Andy well, Dufresne. One of the most recognizable voices on it, Andy Dufresne, had to crawl through one mile of sewage. You find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is white history month? June. No, well, no. well, come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm, month is Jewish history month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no, no. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? And stop still- talking about it. Yeah, I don't know. Did that, did that come back and haunt him? 
I've looked for follow-up interviews on this because I see it reposted every February, and I've yet to see him take his words back. I think they still ring true and are spot on. Except that I do agree that it was not taught. It was, it, and and in fact, it was you know probably. I mean, I'm, I'm they're lucky to teach history today anyway, but it, it was not taught, and for most people, myself included, when. The Watchmen HBO series came out. It mm -hmm. centered around the Tulsa Massacre, which I literally had never heard of until 2021. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it till my 30s. Never probably. heard of that. Yeah. And and it just sounded fantastical. And uh, in an otherwise underwhelming, you know, sort of annoying uh, version of uh, The Watchmen on HBO, it starts with a recreation of the 1921 uh, Tulsa Massacre. And at the time, uh, I was on exit mode out of L.A., and I was in negotiations, uh, believe it or not, um, <clears throat> with a station in Tulsa, which I never never even been to accidentally, even though I lost a bet and spent six months in Oklahoma. And uh, the guy I was talking to, born and raised in Tulsa, and uh, I asked him, I said, yeah, did you see that? So I guess Watchmen is filmed in Tulsa. Are you seeing those crews around? And then he said, yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, the guy that's Red Scare is a friend of mine. And uh, and he says, and I said, he, he, you know, he recommends Tulsa highly. He says it's a beautiful town. Um, and I said, had, had you heard of the, in Tulsa, do they teach about the Tulsa massacre? And he said, eh, no, they didn't. And I, I, I mean, that's kind of a significant event. And in fact, it's so not taught. It was. It's a kind of thing where it's it's taught. You know, if you go to a historically black college or university, an HBCU, you're going to learn about it. But for a lot of HBCU graduates that I know, they said they hadn't never heard of it until they went to an HBCU, uh, and and all that. And if you've never heard of it, then just you know, Google it. And it's kind of like the the separation between white and and black people. Uh, a, a big separator is that white people, when when they say the Black National Anthem, white people go, oh, I roll. Um, but it's the song Lift Every Voice. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. well, 19th century tune. I you know, virtually guarantee for a lot of people, you can't name the tune. If you heard it, you wouldn't know that it's Lift Every Voice. But it, it, it holds a very important place uh, in black and African-American culture. And most white people don't know that. And the only reason I know it is because uh, I was in this this one, um, uh, probably the most ethnically diverse branch of the federal government, and you know it, it it was not a month or a week. It was it was a thing. And so I would say, I mean, you know, I, I'd like to do a World War II month. I mean, all the wrong lessons uh, people pull out of it, and I mean, people just are woefully. Uh, wrong about their history in general. And as a guy who who, who likes to make, somebody is going to, by the way, checking if you're texting coming up, someone's going to email me and correct me on Saddam Hussein invading Poland. They will. I'm sure. Yeah. Or they'll send you, uh, tell your little host boy that uh, Saddam Hussein invaded Kenya. Or whatever. <laughs> I, I just think the solution to whitewashing history is not to relegate black history to one month. See what but you it's, did? To, it's to teach Whitewash. it year round as part of American history. Yeah, I see that, and that's the thing is that, you know, I, 
I'd be embarrassed by it too. And so, you know, I understand why it was left out of the history because it was a bad scene. Um, so anyway, people tend to leave the bad scenes of their own life story and nation's history. But we're pretty good about being, uh, you know, talking about showing off the warts. Back in the second AM 770 KTTH. See, Greg, is how we got the P fifty one Mustang. Uh, okay, that's how. Yeah, exactly. Just switch out that engine. Got a huh. brand new plane. There you go. And that's that's how you get fighter superiority over Europe. Uh, China on cusp of next generation ship production, despite U.S. curbs. And I'm saying that specifically to eight five eight area code because it's time for a checking of the texting. Eight five eight says. Hey, loser, where's my moonshot payoff? Well, I just gave it to you. So there you go. Um, China's moonshot there uh, is probably the greatest tell that strategically they're looking at invading Taiwan as a big fail in the next decade. Because the moonshot is to use the existing U.S. and Dutch machinery to make a world-beating, a world-leading semiconductor bef because now they're shut out of it. Uh, because, believe it or not, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm about to praise uh, a act of the current administration. The CHIPS Act was a good call. That was a good call. The Europeans hate us right now, by the way, because all the... Speaking of moonshots, <clears throat> um, the Apollo program benefited... Because we killed Canada's aerospace industry. And so all their engineers came to Houston. And they have never forgiven us, but they're giant losers. Maybe, maybe they should get over it. But uh, that's how that worked. The, the, all the, uh, the Canada had a domestic, world-class aviation aerospace industry through the Avro Aircraft Corporation. <clears throat> they came up with a roll of the dice in the early 60s of an airplane that was going to be the next generation high-altitude, high-speed interceptor, and they thought we were going to buy it. And when we didn't, the company collapsed. <laughs> so, sorry, Avro. I did not know it was that. the Avro Arrow. Google it. And the engineers are like, well, I, I have a big noodle. I mean, so big, we don't even have, you know, toques to fit my noodle. Where do I go with my big noodle? And meanwhile, down south, uh, America threw money. We did a moonshot for a moonshot. And so we couldn't get enough engineers. And so um, engineers uh, went to uh, Rockwell and Grumman and all the subcontractors. And then they went to actual uh, NASA and the whole thing. So what China is doing is a moonshot for chips because the world's leading chip manufacturer – is Taiwan semiconductor industry? Wait, what is it? T anyway, it's the the Taiwanese. 
They did this 30 years ago. They, they said, let's be indispensable to the rest of the earth. And it's not our not our cabbage, which I which I find delightful. There's Taiwanese cabbage. It's like it's like uh, you know those helmets they wear in Aquaman, those like flying saucer helmets. It's like that. I'll take your word. Otherwise, for it. It tastes the same, but it's really good. But it's from it's from Freedom. They should call it Freedom Cabbage. Damn it. So anyway, Xi Jinping said, you know, what's the number one thing we get in Taiwan? Ah, uh, well, we get a technology partner. Well, okay, nothing would be left. Okay, it would be destroyed on the way out by the Taiwanese. They they know that. So he has said that Huawei, maybe you've heard of them. You haven't bought, bought their phones lately, but um, <clears throat> they need to start leading China's self-sufficiency in semiconductor production. Um, the Chinese company SMIC, their, their, um, the, the SMIC uh, plant is using the uh, – while they still have them, the miniaturized 5-nanometer chip – which is behind the West's most advanced semiconductors. So based on that, so China is basically going to copy their their way into the future. But <clears throat> this is because um, they're you know they're not sitting back with cigars going yeah well uh, when we implement Operation Cabbage uh, in June we won't have to worry about s- semiconductors and all that. They have hurdles that are insurmountable when it comes to invading Taiwan. And to sit back and say, okay, we have two choices. We have we get Taiwan the easy way or the real easy way. But it would be worthless worthless as an asset. Um, e- easy way by maybe becoming more free, more prosperous or whatever. Or and and so they they know that this is not an achievable goal and it would throw the world's economy into the tank for maybe five or ten years. And so how about how about we use uh, innovation and our own Chinese people that have been trained in, in the United States and are now back here. Uh, while we still have these uh, Dutch and American machines, let's let's get into our own world-leading era of chips. Let's do that. And because in the end, that is that's the money move. That's what you if you could do that, you would do that because it doesn't cost. One 38-year-old fighter pilot who doesn't have a sister or a brother, and now the mom and dad have no heirs because they only had one kid 38 years ago. So not you're not dealing with that problem times 50,000, and you're making the chips. So anyway, it's in uh, today's Financial Times. It's behind a paywall. Um, I'm hitting print on it, but I'm not going to give it to you because I'm taking it home. But uh, anyway, um, we're, we're ta- I was talking about it with a person uh, sort of of the same logistical mind as me. Um, yesterday, that that what what do they get if they get Taiwan? Um, they get the whatever the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing uh, TSMC is what it's called. But do they? They get a smoking factory, okay. And so, would they do that? No, they would not. Would it be part of the initial you know rocket and airstrikes? No, it would not, because that's that's the goal. That's like invading Germany to get Mercedes and expecting Mercedes to be there. And so. What's a better move? Well, uh, how about innovate? How about marshal your people uh, into leading the world in technology? So, and and by the way, they also know that announcing it is stupid. <clears throat> so they they haven't announced it, but um, this is uh, an exclusive report by Financial Times. You know the pink paper. Have you ever physically seen the the the, the Financial Times the pink paper? Mm-mm. The legend is that it's pink because it costs money to bleach it, and so 
Financial Times wouldn't really be the Financial Times, though they spent one more I see. pound, you know, being the, the FT. And so they said, we'll take it pink. Thank you. Text from the 562 on a different topic. We will miss you, Toby Keith, who died at the age of 62 from stomach cancer after a roughly a two-year battle. A patriot who cared about the veterans, Brian, met him in Afghanistan in 2009, way downrange. He did 17 shows in 11 days, not just a one and done in Bagram. And, of course, this is one of his most famous songs written in 2002 at the very beginning of the war on terror and this made the left so uncomfortable the the they felt it jingoistic and pointlessly patriotic and you know what they can, they can kiss my Wait, did you turn it down? Oh, you want me to keep You're it turning up? Turning down the patriotism? I brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Besides hating America, did you purposely get away from that lyric about we'll put I'll put my boot in your ass? It's the American way. I put a bullet in your I think we all know boot. The, boot. I thought it was put a bullet in no. your No. I don't even think you've ever heard the I'm song. I'm almost certain it's put a bullet in there. You hate America. No. Greg I'm getting thinks on the Google Toby machine. Keith wants to put a bullet. Yes, I boot. know that's not the your lyric. noggin. I no. don't even know country music or Toby Keith, but I know there that iconic go. line. There you go. And who wins? Bin Laden. You'll be sorry that you mess with. All right, here you go. U.S. Sing it if you know it. It's in the crowd. Because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's in. There you go. Me. You bested me on that one, sir. You may sir. apologize to the uh, and, and and I can tell you that from you know in the, when when it was a military crowd, he would turn the mic around. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know because we were in the middle of that, and you know, like I say, it might make MSNBC people uncomfortable, but basically, if you mess with us, someone else is going to raise your kids for you. So that that should be on our money. <laughs> By the way, it should be a picture of. Uh, of uh, Medal of Honor winner Leroy Petri of Stillicum. And it should say, if you mess with us, someone else is going to raise your kids for you. Um, all right. Uh, back in a second with a final word, a couple final words. Yeah, more on the chips thing, because this is a big deal. And the fact that the Chinese don't want you to know this uh, kind of tells you that they think it's a big deal, too. But uh, check in the local headlines uh, and more. When we come back, final break, Brian Sutro, and there will be a 13th break today. It'll be uh, online. It'll be a really good one, too. But they all are so far. Um, Back in a second, AM 770 KTTH.
AM 770 KTTH, uh, Brian Suits here, and <clears throat> you see economic newspapers uh, in 1893 had to distinguish themselves on the newsstand um, from the Mining News and Horse and Hound, and so they made the Financial Times pink, and also because the paper came like that. Uh, anyway, re- re- remember newsstands? I've heard of them. There used to be one on, like, Pine and Second. And it, it was uh, east-west on, on Pine, right? <clears throat> so you'd park around the corner. Then you'd spend an hour just, you know, examining magazines, newspapers from around the country and all that. I mean, it was a it was a ritual. I, I miss it. There used to be one at the Crossroads Mall. When you walked into the mall, that phenomenal food court, there used to be a newsstand there. And that's when we moved back here. I went back there because I missed it. It's right outside the Half Price Books. And I thought... This won't change. It's too popular. Damn you, Amazon. Damn you, Internet. It it, it was gone. So uh, if anybody knows, where's the newsstand? You remember that movie Newsies? Oh, <laughs> was he Christian Bale in that? Yeah, or a young Christian and Bale. That's right. Um, <clears throat> it was a horrible musical or apparently a good stage musical, but I never saw the movie. I just mocked it. But uh, so anyway. I would share this article, but uh, I'm not. There's a paywall. Uh, China on cusp of next generation ship production despite U.S. curbs. This is a exclusive uh, out of uh, Hong Kong from the Financial Times yesterday. So the author probably never going to be heard from again. Um, by the way, for the record, chalk went up for deterrence. Iran-backed groups continue to target American bases as U.S. plans for the strike. So keep in mind, only by accident. Are there not six dead Americans again starting yesterday because uh, the uh, Iraqi militias that work for Iran fired a one-way suicide drone and killed six of the SDF guys that we train and select and, and pay, the Syrian Defense Forces guys? And we, we, we do have an, an ongoing training mission with these guys. They wind up being... Um, far better than the opposition they're facing in, in Assad's army and uh, the whole thing. And they know that. The Iraqi militia guys know this. And we we have a um, – the Biden administration maintains every fob that Trump built in Syria because we took his oil. We took Assad's oil. And we, we have fobs. We have uh, forward operating bases in the middle of the oil. So that because it was a revenue source for ISIS, because Assad couldn't hold his own oil fields. So when we destroyed ISIS, when Trump destroyed ISIS, uh, we kept them and we're manning them. We're garrisoning them with people that we have trained and the Iraqis know this. And so the Al-Omer uh, oil field is right to the east of the Euphrates River. And those suicide drones were aimed at us. And, I mean, it, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I'm pretty sure that more are being launched uh, today. But So there's your deterrence, um, by the way. <clears throat> Iran-backed groups continue to target American bases as U.S. plans for their strikes. So that's uh, as a uh, penance for me praising Biden on the CHIPS Act um, and, and all that. And, and f- because the foreign policy master likes touting his foreign policy bona fides, by the way, quietly, <clears throat> um, Europe, our European uh, allies are furious that he is luring away all of Europe's high-tech talent right now to work in America. 
Um, and I say that because uh, I don't want to play it because you can barely hear it. But uh, Biden told a story yesterday that uh, anyway, the punchline was he referenced Francois Mitterrand in the present tense. I mean, he does this all the time. He he knows that Emmanuel Macron is the president of France, but he was he was doing his uh, you know a folksy anecdote about uh, uh, some time when he was a senator and he was in Europe and he's such a master of foreign policy, and he misidentified who who was the president last year that he met at the G seven summit and then uh, and in nineteen ninety seven and so but the thing is. No one in the audience caught it except somebody at the RNC, you know, who's who's paid. Uh, RNC is a great uh, Twitter feed, uh, and it is all. Uh, if you go down my Twitter feed, you'll see that I've, I've retweeted uh, because they'll grab clips, and they grab this one and correctly pointed out that the guy, time has no meaning in his head, and his son died taking a hill in Iraq or something. And uh, uh, should I do the breaking news? I see dead people. I know. And by the way, did I figured that movie out about a third into it. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Oh, please. That's fake When news. he sat down with his wife for dinner, but she wasn't looking at him. You are know it all. Then I'm like, well, what would set that up? Well, I didn't know there was tension between them. Well, then, then I realized, well, the entire point of the movie is that the kid can see dead people. Because well, there's never been a husband and wife who sat down and not looked at each other but, before? Not if you're that mad I mean, or, or whatever, but she wasn't mad. She was sad and, and the whole thing, but she wasn't looking at him. And, and then suddenly the movie came together. I'm like, well, that's how I would end. I always ask myself, how would I end this? And uh, Trump is not immune from prosecution in his 2020 election interference case, U.S. appeals court says. So this is going to lead CNN and MSNBC uh, all day long. Uh, and this this is, by, by the way, the, the way this works is... This avoids having to deal with the crash and burn of the border deal. And the comeback to that is real simple. Well, why don't you peel Israel funding and Ukraine funding off of the border? Why is it? A, why does it have to be one giant bill? If you really care about this, because you can cause turnabout is fair play, you can say if you really care about this, you would just do what we said and do these bills separately. Um, Israel is saying that uh, they believe one-fifth of the hostages that Hamas took uh, are dead. Um, by the way, are you, is anyone going to shut down I-5 for that? Um, no, but the people that are shutting down, that shut down I-5 last month for a ceasefire in Gaza may be prosecuted. State Patrol has to uh, hand the prosecutions, the, the cases, to the King County Prosecutor's Office, but... So that's on them, uh, but they couldn't find uh, you know enough state patrolmen to show up for crowd control uh, in five. They only had five hours to do it, and they couldn't do that. So I wouldn't really hold my breath waiting for the pro-Gaza uh, protesters to be prosecuted. But I wish they would because we do need a message sent to any protest, and I don't care if it's people protesting in favor of the Second Amendment uh, or in favor of me. Uh, getting a better chair or anything like that. You don't shut down I-5. You don't shut down the highways because people have to get places. <clears throat> um, and uh, for the record, again, story you're not seeing in the American media, Israel is winning in Gaza. Um, this is according to Egypt that has observers on the ground. 
Israel is doing what Egypt wishes it had thought of, um, frankly, and they are cleaning out Gaza. They're taking out the trash, mowing the grass, whatever euphemism you want. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow because it's the middle of the week. It's what we do. Um, so anyway, uh, things we learned today is uh, Amazon was overnighting suicide kits and Miss Japan wasn't even Japanese, man. And it's not anyone's problem anymore. Back tomorrow at 6 a.m. So check out the 13th break later on today. The backstage laminate will be up and it'll be awesome. Uh, go to your KTTH app and you can check that out later on today. AM 770 KTTH.